0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tech and Beer. Uh, I'm Calvino and uh, today I'm at Spindrift Brewing Company in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. And uh, Spindrift Brewing do a lot of cool things with technology to help them in their business which we're going to learn about and they also do something which is make a lot of great beers. And we're going to talk today with Andy Armstrong. Andy is the uh, general manager, co-owner, did I get the title right? You did. Welcome to Spindrift. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks
1: for finding us in the depths of Burnside down here.
0: Excellent, so yeah, so, so tell me about Spindrift. You've been here a little while now.
1: Uh, Spindrift, we are in our third full summer of operation, wow. so the the brewery actually broke ground in February of 2015. Okay. Uh, we brewed our first beer in August of same year. It hit the, the NSLC shelves in September, and here we are today, two years later. Awesome. We now market uh, five different brands at the NSLC and have uh, on the rail here at any time up to eight beers. Eight, okay. wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, spindrift. It's a really unusual name. Where's where's the name come from? You know, it, it is very unique. One of the one of the guys that was very instrumental in setting up the brewery is a gentleman by the name of Rob Green, and uh, Robbie is an ex Navy captain. Okay. so very familiar with nautical terms and all those sorts of things. And he woke up at four o'clock in the morning and said, spindrift. And he texted my business partner Andrew and myself and said, I have the name for the brewery, Spindrift. And of course, we just write back and, you know, what the, is Spindrift? (laughs) And so if you picture a wave, especially a surfing wave, as it crashes, there's a mist that goes backwards, actually in the opposite direction off of that, that is in fact Spindrift.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: so very nautical, very fresh, very aggressive, um, you know, very reminiscent of who we wanted to be as a maritime brewer. So that's the name of the brewery, Spindrift. Excellent.
0: Fantastic name. It's always good when you have a, 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 something like that that you can tie into the branding and, sure. and, and sure. gives people yeah. something else to buy into as well. Right? Yeah. That's cool. So
1: what, what kinds of beers do you make here? Um, we, are, we are a lager-focused brewery. Okay. So for the first full two years, Spindrift made nothing but lagers, okay. which is very unique in the craft beer business because the amount of time that it takes to make a lager. Right. Um lagers are cold fermented therefore it takes longer for the fermentation process and then they have to lager after the time. Yeah. Lager means in Latin to lay down. Okay. So the beers our beers lay down for about 30 days from brew to package. An ale you can do that in less than half that amount of time. So we we stuck our necks out and said yeah. we wanted to we wanted to differentiate ourselves and and focus on lager beers and the first one we put out was a marzen beer which is coastal lager. Okay. Yeah.
0: Which I've heard of and seen in the, in the local liquor stores, yep. it's, and it's, uh, yeah, yep. that's very good. Excellent. Yeah. So, I, you said for the first two years you were just lagers, so do you make some ales now as well? We,
1: are, we are now, this summer season, dipping our toes into the ale arena, okay. and we are going to try one here today. Um, Excellent. We are launching a brand called Hurricane, which is our first IPA, India okay. Pale Ale and uh you'll meet kyle later on and yeah. kyle made us one heck of a beer right and it is a west coast style so it's it's got some pininess to it on the nose right. and some fresh hops there and and then some stone fruit in the mid palate and yeah. and, and whatnot and a nice crisp bitter finish to it yeah excellent
0: excellent Yeah. yeah so, so kyle you mentioned kyle there kyle's the, the brewmaster he's the guy that controls the. Recipes. And he used in the be walk walking anxiously around over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we'll get to yeah. you later, Kyle. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle is our brewmaster, and and uh, I'm not just saying this because he's in the room. We're very fortunate to have him. He's a very gifted brewer, excellent. Uh, very well educated, very passionate about yeah. it. Knows his stuff, and I'm sure you know for your audience will add a lot more than I certainly will on on the technology side of the business for sure well one of the things that we're
0: learning as we go through this series talking to different people from different industries is technology is disrupting different industries in different ways and and it's allowing businesses to grow yeah and you know with microbrews you know we we see a lot of them popping up nowadays and obviously they're leveraging different tools and technologies that are available to to them today so look forward to learning about that yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, before we get into that, let's look sure. at this beers. Sure, let's, let's try a few beers. Um, we're going to start off with a brand called Killick. Okay. Killick is a Munich Helles style beer. Okay. So it would be the equivalent of a German light lager. Right. Uh, although, in our terms, it's not a light lager, it is absolutely okay. a, a full stream beer, it's, it's 4.7% alcohol, yeah. it's 30 IBUs, so those are the international bittering units, okay. um, and uh, a very sessionable beer, and that's what you're yeah. going to find out about all of these beers, they're very sessionable, and by that I mean you can consume more than one.
0: Everybody likes a good session. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's kill it. You'll get, okay. you'll get some citrus notes on it. You'll definitely get a sweeter malt build there. We okay. do use, uh, we do use Heidelberg malt in this thing. Okay. So it is straight from Germany. In fact, our, Fantastic. Our, uh, our, our vat is full of it out there because this is our largest beer. Really? It, okay. It's Spindrift's uh, engine that's pulling the train right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So give it a go. So That's this one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you get that nice Ooh. citrus tone to yeah. it, the nice sweetness from the malt. It's light. It's uh, refreshing. You do get a little bitterness from the hop, but it finishes off so crisp and clean. Mm. Okay. It's a little warm. These has been sitting out here for a minute or two. But. That's okay. <coughs> mm. So that is Killick. That's Killick. Um, okay. And that uh, draft-wise is about 80 per, 85% of our entire volume on wow. tap. Uh, for now, that yeah. will change with the IPA and, and with another new brand we've got coming out. Almost finishes there, like a little bit of a like a, a glass of white wine, exactly. a little dry at the end. Exactly yeah, that's, that nice, that's nice crisp finish yeah. and then and then fades away. Yeah. It doesn't linger. It doesn't, doesn't stay linger, there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 the it's the beer when you go to the liquor store, look for the the pink, white, and green buoy. Okay. Um, and when you when you look at our branding in the liquor stores, when we went to we talked about spindrift and its meaning, when we went to graphically do that, mm. it was impossible. You just right. couldn't do spindrift justice. So my partner came up with the idea. Well, what's more maritime than a lobster buoy? Right. So all of our beers uh, to date have lobster buoys. Each of them is individualized. Every every fisherman has his own buoy. Yeah. This one is, uh, my partner is a Newfoundlander and wanted the colours of the Republican flag. Perfect. So it is pink, white and green. <laughs> there you so go. the next beer we're going to go to is Coastal Lager and okay. its buoy is simply white and blue from okay. Nova Scotia's flags Right. colours. So very, this was our first beer, it was the one the one we launched yeah. and uh, you know, put Spindler front of the map. So this is like an Oktoberfest okay. style beer. So you're going to get a little more hop to it, um, okay. a little more malt build on it. Mm. Some nice sweetness, some lemon characteristics there. Yeah, I really ta- actually really taste yeah. the lemon. Yeah. yeah, a little grassiness to it. Right. And that is a traditional October Marzen style beer. Mm. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's one of our favorites that, yeah. uh, that we make here. That's well, very well balanced. Um, and yeah. again, sessionable. It finishes there, like this is, you're up to uh, 60 IBUs in this one. So yeah. it finishes very crisp and clean. Yeah. That's, yeah the lemon and the undertone, it's almost like an undertone of lemon. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Uh, and a
1: lager again. Right. Lager, lager, lager. So the next one we're going to try okay. is called Abyss. And Abyss is a Schwartz beer, okay. which is a black lager. So you're going to wow. get all of those notes of coffee and chocolate and I get a little burnt wood out yeah. of it. Uh, and then it finishes crisp and clean, there's no heaviness to it. It's, okay. I equate this beer, you could literally cut the grass and come in and have a have a pint of this beer. Right. Uh, and feel refreshed whereas yeah. if you if you do that with a stout or you do that with a porter yeah you're probably going to have two sips and be over in be yeah. full yeah. at that yeah. point you're uh, pass out so the I, I the think this the is yeah. to date the best beer we make okay. is is the abyss and what's the color of the the buoy for this this one the, this buoy is a black buoy this is a black but buoy. i mean the can is matte black the buoy is actually cream because okay. you know the abyss that came naturally yeah. the name the abyss very black very dark we had to reverse but our, the, the, the tap handle is definitely the black. Yeah, the black, black is what stands yeah. out. Okay. Nice creaminess, mm. everything is there. I'd you never, get that chocolate, and it yeah. finishes so crisp and clean.
0: I've never had a black lager before, I don't think. I mean, I, yeah. I love uh, dark ales, yeah. um, but a black lager, that's new and it's yeah. Yeah, that's definitely my
1: favorite. So and that's far. simply yeah. the malt build that gives it that color. There are no coffee or chocolate added to that. That is simply the toast on the malt. That so goes all, into the that. all the flavor? All the flavor comes The coffee kind of flavor yeah. and that's all from the malt. All from wow. the malt. 100%. 100%. Just that's fantastic. So our next one is us dipping our toes into the ale arena. Okay. And this is called Hurricane Okay. and it is an IPA. It is a west coast style IPA so you're going to get that pininess out of it. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of stone fruit in the mid palate. Then it will finish you know, nice and bitter and, yeah. and crisp and clean again, but there'll be a little more lingering there. This is, this is a wonderful West Coast style IPA. And honestly, there's really not one on the Nova Scotia marketplace brewed by a Nova Scotia brewer. Wow. So okay. we're very fortunate to have this beer.
0: So when you say West Coast, do you mean, um, so last week we
1: had a California style lager. Yeah. Is, would that be similar? Well, being a California style lager would be more along the Munich Helles side of okay. things. Okay. Uh, you know, very light. This is meant to be a very piney, fruity. It's, it's dry hopped, so okay. it's hopped after the after the boil right. and heavily hopped and uh, very characteristically. So it's meant to be uh, a nice, enjoyable IPA. Okay. Yeah. And you'll get the pine on the nose. Oh, the smell of that
0: is… Um... Yeah,
1: and you even get some peaches there. Yeah. Then on the mid palate, I really get that stone fruit and a nice lingering aspect there. Yeah,
0: very fruity, very. And then you
1: get the bitterness, sort of mid palate, and on the way back, and then it it fades away. Wonderful beer. Mm. And that's your first. That is our first dipping our toes into the ale arena. Yeah. Well, what a way to start. Yeah. Launched at it's at the NSLC, starting some stores last week, most stores this week. Awesome.
0: So, well, I mean, there's, there's really something for everybody there. It's, uh, it's, it's a, in four beers, you've got a wide there range is. of different tastes. There and, is, uh, yeah. One of the problems I find sometimes is you, you can find beers that taste very similar, um, but there you've got like a full spectrum yeah. of uh, deliciousness.
1: Okay. Yeah, so people <laughs> can come in here, they can enjoy yeah. a flight as you and I are doing. Uh, we sell flights of beer. Awesome. We launch here at the brewery two new beers every week. We call it yeah. our Seventh Wave series, and that's a chance for people to come in. We brew fifty liters of it, yeah. and when it's gone, it's gone, and they're typically gone by Friday afternoon. Wow! And so you got to get in here Thursday at noon to Friday <laughs> at noon to try and get them. Yeah. And uh, and and they can be anything. Yeah. They're they're our our, our junior brewer having fun. Right. Yeah. Trying
0: yeah, out our pilot system. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for letting me, uh, letting me taste those that uh, anyone who wants to come down and try them, I highly recommend it um, or go to the local NSLC and, um, yeah, choose a Spindrift. Exactly. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go and explore the back and uh, meet Kyle and understand uh, how you guys leverage the technology to make these wonderful beers. Let's go do that. Fantastic. Hey Kyle, hey. how's it going?
2: Good, good. How are you?
0: Good, thanks. What's Just your name? Calvino. Calvino. Yes. Yeah, nice to meet you. You too. So, this is your second stint at Spindrift, I understand. It is, yeah. I,
2: uh, I was here for the opening and helped uh, build the place, and then okay. went off to work for a few other breweries and gained a little bit more expertise, and now I'm back here. Back to Nova Scotia. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Went down to Georgia for a few months, and uh, now I'm back. Couldn't, couldn't stay away. So.
0: <laughs> well, that's good to have you back, and um, yeah, I mean some of those beers that you're responsible for that last ale, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, that's delicious, man. Well done. That's, uh, Thank what a you very much. We're, so uh,
2: we're very excited for that product. And once it hits the NSLC shelves, we're expecting some, some good feedback. So you'll get it for sure. Thank you. So, so
0: we're interested in the technology that helps you guys run uh, the brewery. So yeah. uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Give us a tour, show us what kind of tools
2: you're using and how it works. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, a good, uh, I guess a bit of automation on the packaging and the brewing side. Um, okay. That helps reduce our labor uh, greatly compared to a brewery um, of our size that doesn't have it. So we're probably going to be pumping out around 25, or sorry, 4,000 hectoliters this year. 4,000? Uh, yeah. So we he- have. Hectoliters? Hectoliters. So that's. Uh, What's a hectoliter? Uh, 100 liters. Wow. Okay. So that, that's what we're aiming for. But we have three employees in the back right now that do everything from brewing to packaging, filtering and all that stuff. Uh, If we didn't have the level of automation or technology behind um, our beer, then uh, we would probably have to bring in more people and it would be more expensive to make our product. Absolutely. So, well,
0: let's go take a look.
2: Absolutely. So I'll start with uh, the automation on the brewing side of things and then we'll get into packaging Absolutely. Um, after that. Okay. So I'll take you up to our brew house. So what we have here is a 20 barrel, three vessel DME system. Okay. Um, DME is at a PEI. And uh, the automation system or software that we have attached to it is uh, Siemens mat Compact. Okay. So we have our normal PLC, but in there is the Siemens software. And the compact version of this is for craft breweries, whereas a much, much larger brewery would use just the Siemens mat system. Okay. So what that allows us to do is we can control everything manually, um, opening valves, starting pumps, um, starting our agitators uh, within the vessels to mix grain or Kay. you know whirlpool, uh, wort, whatever it may be. Um, but what the Siemens brown mat technology goes above and beyond for is we can program all of the steps in brewing into that recipe right. or into the, the system and very little involvement from the brewer um, once that's started. So we, we basically program in the recipe and, and we, the technology takes it through all the steps of brewing without us manually opening every valve, transferring right. liquid, setting pump speeds, stuff like that. So you
0: put in the ingredients and once it knows the recipe, you can almost just hit go and it'll make
2: it? Or? Yeah, it does take a little bit to program the recipe in and data collection, uh, I guess, knowing how to brew that beer and all right. the parameters before you actually program it into the, into the PLC. Yeah. But after that, um, we're able to kind of just hit go and uh, I guess watch it but not uh, have a lot of involvement as as you would with a, a very manual system that doesn't have air actuated valves and the flow meters that we have and, and right. stuff like that. So Fantastic. And yeah. do you have to be, so from me from using this on a daily basis, uh, how much of it can you do from your laptop? Uh, well, the whole, there is a computer in that right there. So yeah. I, I have my basic brew sheet and I'm answering emails and stuff like that on, yeah. on the laptop but Everything is in the PLC that you see above, right okay. right there. Um, and we control everything from the temperature in our fermentation vessels to the temperature of our packaging vessels, which are bright tanks, yeah. um, to all of our pumps, all of our valves. Um, it's all, we can stand right there. And, and do control everything. the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Fantastic.
2: How many man hours do you,
0: would you estimate that it would save this kind of system?
2: Uh, I would say three hours per day, but the more... Wow. The more that you brew, the more with multiple vessels like we do, we have with our brew host, There's more opportunity, right, to save time. So the bigger we get, the more we will save time. The more time you'll save, yeah, yeah. yeah. Economy and of scale, essentially. That so, makes sense. Yeah, and you're growing
0: uh, in leaps and bounds by the sounds of it. So
2: yeah, we're certainly trying. We want yeah. to be. Uh, we want to be a, a very successful brewery. So absolutely, excellent. Yep. So is there
0: anything like really unique about the way you use the technology right now that, that's different maybe from another microbrewery?
2: Um, well, we definitely have a more, I, would, I wouldn't say more involved process than all breweries, but we do loggers, which inherently take more time right. and have more steps and there's more manipulation of the process with loggers than ales. Yeah. Um, and that again has to be programmed in the technology that we have to, yeah. to get the product that we want. Um, other than that, this is kind of just the software that DME attaches to this system, and we opted to go with that, and we're just uh, using it to its full advantage. Sure. So, is
0: this yeah. the same software that you used in the other breweries that you worked in, or no? Um, yeah.
2: I've never. The only time I've run into the Bramac Compact is at Spindrift. Oh, okay. Um, the only level of, I wouldn't even call it automation, just control that I've run into up until this point is being able to stand out a PLC and right. open valves and set pump speeds, um, yeah. stuff like that, or, or open your steam jackets. So you can still stand in one spot, but it's very involved. And um, I guess f- clicking open valves, stuff like that. Yeah. So you can't just press go and let it take you through. So in that sense, then
0: it's a it's a kind of real competitive advantage. that, that It is. Uh, has.
2: I think the biggest thing really is that we can start brewing and then it allows myself and my assistant to multitask in other yeah. areas of the brewery. And that's like really where we save in labor because bringing in brewery labor down the line in the process, that's where it can yeah. get expensive, so.
0: Makes sense, yep. yeah. Awesome, so uh, how many recipes can you have going at one time? Is it just one recipe or is it, uh, is it kind of done in cycles? In or?
2: brewing, we, uh, we say that we're doing like a single, a double or a triple brew. Okay. Um, and that just refers to how many brews you're doing in a day. Okay. But with multiple vessels, as you see around you right yeah. now, uh, we're able to start the second batch while the last batch is near the end of the process. Yeah. So right, like right now, for example, uh, Steve, our assistant, has transferred wort into our lauter ton. Okay. Uh, sorry, our grain into the lauter ton. and we're I'm finishing up a transfer into the fermenter. Yeah. Um, and he's as soon as that's done, he'll be we've timed it so he can immediately start filling the next tank. So we're trying to optimize our time as as much as possible. Awesome. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well
2: let's go check out the packing. Absolutely. So
0: this
2: is our Cask canning line. Uh, uh, the what? Sorry. A cask canning line. The cask canning line. Cask okay. canning solutions. Uh, this is this isn't above and beyond what any other brewery would have necessarily for uh, their size, but we can certainly pump out a lot of beer, um, you know, in a short amount of time with this system. So we do thirty cans a minute. Yeah. Um, of tall boys. Thirty
0: cans a minute. That's.
2: Yeah, on average. Yeah, okay. uh, Twenty-four-seven. No. No. Uh, in the summer, it's definitely five days a week. Okay. But um, in the winter, it kind of slows down. It just depends on, like, high season and Makes low sense. season. Yeah. Um, 30 cans a minute. It. Uh, we do about a, a pallet per hour and a half. So that's 11 hectoliters of beer Right. Um, in an hour and a half. So yeah. that's that's basically what we get out of this. PLC control. So our packaging manager can... Um, there's automatic... Uh, Automatic depalletizer here. Okay. So, for example, if we didn't have this, there would be a guy on the end of the line taking cans from a pallet and putting so them on the conveyor belt. Moving them across. Another, yeah. you know. So we're just looking at multiple jobs saved by having something like that. Yeah. And there's sensors to totally control that and push all the cans off the line. Um. So
0: from a capacity perspective. yeah. What like what's the if you were running at full capacity, how many? How many cans of beer would you be pumping out a day? The-
2: uh, we're probably, we would probably do anywhere from five to six pallets at once if we were really going hard. How many hard beers per pallet? Uh, 96 two-fours. 96 two-fours, yep. wow. It's a lot of beer? Yeah, yeah. and uh, as our demand grows, this, we might outgrow this pretty quickly, but there are right. a lot of modifications you can make. You can double up on uh, seamers and fillers yeah. and stuff like that to, um, you know, expand with you. Once it's packaged and, and um, like completed this process, how long does it stay
0: in your warehouse before it gets shipped out? Does it get shipped out immediately uh, or?
2: In the so yeah, uh, we try and stockpile a little bit moving into our busy season, but right. for the most part, it's pretty much in the can, out the door. Right. So uh, especially craft beer, we don't, we usually don't filter. So some of our products are not filtered. Right. We definitely don't pasteurize. So to get the product to the consumers, quickly as possible is like a, yeah. a key thing because we don't have the shelf life that Budweiser does, for example. Uh, that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. So with all the technology that you've got here, what are some of your,
0: is a big concern for most organizations from a cyber security perspective. So yep. what, what are the concerns and, and challenges that you have from a technology security perspective?
2: Uh, honestly, nothing really. These are very independent of like the internet. Yeah. So So they're not
0: connected to anything. They're completely isolated. We can
2: connect this to the internet, like our Grammat system. So if DME wanted to make a modification to our software, we would plug in the ethernet cable and they could, I guess, for lack of a better term, hack into it from their place in PEI Mm -hmm. and make changes to the software. Yeah. Um, But if we unplug that ethernet cable, we're... Yes, we're safe. Completely yeah. isolated. Yeah.
0: And there's no yeah. USB ports for anyone to come along in uh, a rogue
2: employee to plug something in. And no, uh, in no, papers. no, not with this system. So. Awesome.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, man. I, I appreciate the tour. It's Thank Nice you. to meet you. You uh, you make some great beer here and uh, I look Thank forward you. to seeing what you guys keep on doing. Absolutely. So that's it, guys, for uh, Tech and Beer's tour of Spindrift Brewery. Um, highly encourage you guys to come down and check them out. And, uh, If you can't come down, then go to the local NSLC and and pick up a couple of cans. See you next time.